Hello, this is Pastor John Willingham of Doralstown Presbyterian Church. As our podcast audience continues to grow, I want to thank our loyal listeners and welcome those who may have just recently found us. We know that life can quickly become busy, so this podcast offers an on-the-go opportunity to hear a Sunday sermon along with the scripture lesson read by that day's lay leader or preacher. We also encourage you to visit our website at dtownpc.org to learn more about our church and all of our diverse ministries. Thank you for tuning in. Our scripture lesson tonight comes from the Gospel of Luke, reading from the second chapter. We begin with the eighth verse. For those of you in the sanctuary, the words are found printed in your bulletin. For those joining us online, the words will appear on the screen. Now in that same region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah. The Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem. And see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen just as it had been told them. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In March of 2016, Mark and Lindsay Lashley of Cairo, Georgia, welcomed their first child into this world. It was a baby boy. The paternal grandmother decided to share the news via text, and it went a bit farther than she had anticipated. Mark told the story to a reporter and said, my mom decided to send out a group text, and one of those numbers was my cousin's cell phone, but my cousin no longer has that number. That's how the wrong number deal began. It turned out that that number was owned by a man named Dennis Williams, who instead of ignoring the message, responded by saying, well, I don't know y'all, but me and the boys will be through to take a picture with the babe. <laughs> the father responded, LOL, laugh out loud, and then he gave this stranger their the hospital room number, indicative of small town life in Cairo. And a short time later, Dennis and his brother came into the hospital room and said, we're the ones that got the wrong text. And we decided we wanted to bring some gifts for the baby. 
Mark says they brought with them diapers and bottles and pacifier. It was really a wonderful thing. And another member of the family was so enthralled by it that they took a photo of the brothers with the baby and posted it on Facebook and thanked them for doing it. And the message went viral. Mark said later that I didn't realize how berserk things had gotten until I got a message from someone in Africa congratulating me on the birth of our son. All we want now is a little bit of peace and quiet, he said, as we want to stay home and get our son nestled in. A newborn son, strangers coming to visit, a message spreading far, and parents left to ponder what it all meant. Sounds a lot like the events that we have gathered here tonight to celebrate. The Gospel writer Luke is the primary source for what we know about those events. Just prior to our passage, he just tells of why it was that Mary and Joseph ended up in Bethlehem. And then he said when it came time for her to deliver, she gave birth to her firstborn son and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Our passage begins with the very next verse. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Suddenly, an angel appeared to them in the sky, and they were terrified. But the angel said, Do not be afraid, for behold, I am bringing you good news of great joy. For to you this day, in the city of David, a Savior, the Messiah, has been born. While the shepherds are still trying to understand exactly what that means, the heavenly hosts appear in the sky, and they began to sing, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom God favors. And when the singing stops, the shepherds decide to go investigate the news that they had received, and with these two clues they had of a newborn in swaddled, lying in a manger, they find the family. It is then that they tell how they came to hear about the baby's birth. And Luke says, all were amazed at what the shepherds told them. And then we read of how Mary pondered all of these wondrous events that had surrounded her in recent months. And Luke then ends the birth narrative by saying, the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen as it had been told them. In other words, in response to that song offered by the heavenly hosts, the shepherds upon returning home sang a song of joy. Those events are so familiar to many of us that we can miss a part of the narrative that would have been startling to first century audiences. It came, comes in that moment when the angel says to the shepherds, to you is born this day in the city of David. For us, that seems like a word simply about the, the good news coming to all humankind, which it was. 
But it was also a message from the angel that to those shepherds too, this good news was intended for them. And that would have been jarring to many people of their era. For this time of the year, when we think of shepherds, we tend to view them as part of the children's pageant and have warm and nostalgic associations with them. But that's not how they were viewed in the first century. Shepherds were on the list kept by rabbis of people who automatically could not serve as judges or witnesses in trials because shepherds allowed their sheep to graze on other people's land. Shepherd, a synonym in the first century, was basically a shiftless thief. And yet, they were the ones to whom God chose to share the news first, and the first ones who then found the Christ child. Who would be the shepherd for you? Think of the person who you'd be least likely to believe if they brought you some startling news. Or think of the person that you'd be least likely to assign the task of delivering a message, and they would be your shepherd. That's who God chose to deliver that news, revealing in some basic way that God's love has always been broader than what we humans think or maybe even prefer. And after they delivered the message, the shepherds offered a song of joy. That's my hope for you on this night, that no matter what was happening in your life prior to our prelude, that no matter what you anticipate to follow once the candle lighting ends and you return home, that you might depart from this time with a song of joy, celebrating not only what God did long ago, but giving thanks for those moments that happen still when we are moved by joy. Some of you may have heard the news report from last month about a six-year-old California girl named Madeline who wrote a letter to the L.A. County Department that dealt with, with pets, and she had an unusual request. I want to show you her letter and while I read it to you. This is what she said. I would like your approval if I can have a unicorn in my backyard, if I can find one, please send me a letter in response. Well, two weeks later, a woman named Marsha Mayetta, the director of the LA County Department of Animal Care and Control, wrote her a letter back telling her that in fact they had issued a license, but there were five conditions for how she was to care for her pet. First, was to feed the unicorn watermelon, as apparently that's its favorite dish. Secondly, that she would need to polish the unicorn's horn once a month with a soft cloth. Thirdly, she needed to make sure that the unicorn had regular access to sunlight, moonbeams, and rainbows. And fourthly, that any sparkle or glitter on the 
unicorn had to be non-toxic and biodegradable. And that fifthly, in all other ways, she needed to follow Title 10 of the local code. Included with the letter was a heart-shaped license for the unicorn and a stuffed animal unicorn that Madeline could have until she found her own. Mayetta shared that delightful letter and a photo of the license and the toy on social media. She chose not to arrange uh, an interview with Madeline and the family because at that point the child didn't know yet that her license request had been approved. All Madeline knows, Mayetta said, is that she's going to visit some animal care center to talk about her unicorn application. And her mother provided background on what had been going on, telling her reporter that her daughter had come to her asking to have a pet unicorn. And not wanting to discourage her, she said she wasn't really sure whether local officials would allow a unicorn as a pet. And so Madeline said, okay. She marched off, and an hour later she came back with this letter and asked her parents to help her mail it. When the letter arrived, Mayetta told the journalist that it provided a boost to people in her office, employees whose jobs can include some difficult times because they see bad cases of animal abuse or of people harmed by animals. And while there is no word about the child's response to the news, an Instagram post from Mayetta said this, we commend Madeline's sense of responsible pet ownership to seek permission in advance to keep a unicorn in Los Angeles County. As a result, we issued her a pre-approved unicorn license. Also, in the meantime, because they are indeed very rare to find, we will be providing her the unicorn pictured below as she continues her search. The post opened with this, the words, this brought us so much joy, we thought we should share it with everyone, and closed the post with hashtag spread some joy. Some shepherds in the first century, after a short trip, chose to sing a song of joy over what they had discovered sounds like good advice to me for what we can do after we depart too. Let us pray. We give thanks, O oh God, for the wondrous love that you have shown us for choosing to take on human flesh long ago. We pray that you will guide us as we continue through this night and this season, that we might once again celebrate that gift and claim the joy that came with it. For it is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you again for joining us today. Once again, I invite you to check out dtownpc.org for information about our worship and programming for all ages.